Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spaces with Josie. I am Josie, the Redheaded Libertarian, and your host today. If you can hear me all right, go ahead and throw up your emojis down there at the bottom, the heart with the plus sign. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. And thank you for my live viewers on TimCast.com, members only. Thank you for becoming a subscriber and helping to support our work. My guest today is Ms. Riley Gaines. Welcome, Riley. Well, thank you, Josie, for having me. Super exciting. It's my pleasure, absolutely. So, Riley Gaines is a leader in defending women's single-sex spaces, advocating for equality and fairness, and standing up for women's safety, privacy, and equal opportunities. Riley graduated from the University of Kentucky, where she was a 12-time All-American swimmer. Riley has made waves for speaking out after tying UPenn's Leah Thomas, a biological male swimmer, on the women's team in 2022. NCAA Division One's Women's Swimming and Diving Championships. Riley, could you could you walk us through that experience and tell us that story? Absolutely. Um, so as you said, I was a collegiate swimmer. Um, started swimming, you know, like like most athletes. Uh, started competing when I was four years old. Uh, graduated when I was twenty-two. So. You know, that's 18 years of, of my life that I dedicated to my sport. But flash forward, um, my senior year at University of Kentucky, uh, we were, well, actually, I'll take you back to my junior year. My junior mm-hmm. year, uh, this is where I ended up placing, um, I finished my season placing seventh in the country, which I was pretty proud of. You yeah. know, you're top eight, you're an All-American, it's a pretty high honor. Mm-hmm. But I knew right then and there that I placed seventh my junior year that I would want to, I had a goal of winning a national title mm-hmm. my senior year, which would of course mean becoming the fastest woman mm-hmm. in the country in my respective event. And so about midway through my senior season, um, I was right on pace to achieve that goal. Um, I was ranked third in the nation, uh, trailing the girl who in second who I knew very well mm-hmm. uh, because you know, like in most sports, your top tier athletes know of each other uh, regardless of where you compete because you've you've grown up competing mm-hmm. against each other so I was trailing her by a few one hundredths of a second mm-hmm. um, but the swimmer who was ranked first in the nation um, by body length might I add which is a very large margin mm-hmm. in swimming was a swimmer that I had never heard of before mm-hmm. uh, my teammates had never heard of my coaches had never heard of uh, so you know we were asking ourselves, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is the first time we became aware of a swimmer named Leah Thomas. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, I mean, keep in mind, we hadn't seen a photo of this person or else things would have been a little more clear. Mm -hmm. But at the time, all we knew this was a senior from University of Pennsylvania, which is not a school that historically produces fast swimmers. Mm -hmm. And now I would really argue 
uh, is a school that doesn't produce a whole lot. <laughs> um, certainly not prestige, as they once claimed. Um, so if you got your degree from there, uh, return to Cinder. But anyways, from University of Pennsylvania, uh, not a school historically known for producing fast swimmers, uh, a senior leading the nation in uh, the 100 freestyle, which is a sprint, mm-hmm. and all of the freestyle events in between through the mile. Mm-hmm. And for, for those who might not understand swimming, uh, if you think about this in terms of your Olympic runners, you know that's like saying your best 200-meter runner is your best marathon runner. Mm. Um, it, it, that doesn't happen. You know, they're two totally different systems. But again, that's what we were seeing in this person. Mm-hmm. And so we continued to kind of scratch our heads. Who is this? Um, until an article came out. And in this article, it very briefly, in a blip of a sentence, as if we were really supposed to just read right over it, um, this article, word for word, it says, Leah Thomas is formerly Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania before deciding to switch to the women's team. Oh, boy. And so when I read this, of course, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, I felt this sense of relief um, Mm -hmm. because I then went to look up who Will Thomas was. Because more than anything, I I was curious, you know, was this a lateral movement? Uh, Was this someone who went from ranking amongst the best of the men to now continuing to rank amongst the best of the women? Mm Mm-hmm which is, of course, not what we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw this was a very mediocre man, at best, mm-hmm. ranking 462nd in the nation the year prior when competing against the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, that's that's kind of why I felt relieved, uh, because I thought that the NCAA would see it how I saw it, yeah. and how my teammates saw it, and how my coaches saw it, and how my parents saw it, and how anyone with any amount of brain activity would probably comprehend this. Mm-hmm. And look, it was nothing opinionated. It was nothing hateful. Mm-hmm. It was the the mere facts on the paper in front of us that this was not, in fact, a lateral movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the NCAA did not see it that way. Uh, they saw absolutely nothing wrong with it. And so about three weeks before our national championships in March of 2022, they announced that Thomas's participation in the women's category was a non-negotiable, meaning there was nothing that we could do Uh, As female athletes, there was no questions that we could raise or or, um, concerns that we could have. We were basically told we had to accept this with a smile on our face. Um, And so that first day of competition was the 500 freestyle, which is not an event that I do. And so I watched on the side of the pool as Thomas swam to a national title, um, beating out Olympians, beating out American record holders, again, by body lengths. So he became the first man to win a Division I NCAA women's title trailblazer. But then the second day of competition was the 200 freestyle, which is where Thomas and I raced. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we got on the block and we dove off and we swam eight laps of freestyle and we touched the wall at the end. And I look up at the scoreboard and almost impossibly enough, we had tied meaning we went the exact same time down to the hundredth of a second, which is pretty rare mm-hmm. when you're racing for you know a minute and 40 seconds and not even one one hundredth of a second mm-hmm. separated us. Um, so, but really what thrusted me over the edge is we get out of the water, um, we go behind the awards podium where typically you know, you're handed your little like $5 production trophy and mm-hmm. marched out and named an All-American. Mm-hmm. And so we go back there uh, and the NCAA official looks at both Thomas and myself, 
Thomas, who is towering over me mm-hmm. at six foot four, mm-hmm. me at like a whopping five foot five, five foot six. Yeah. And this NCAA official says, great job, you two, uh, but you tied. Uh, and we only have one trophy, so we're going to give the trophy to Leah. Oh, Sorry, Riley, you don't get one. Um, and this is where, I mean, my heart rate was still high, my adrenaline was still high, mm-hmm. and so the first thing I thought ended up being the first thing that I said. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this official and I said, isn't this everything that Title IX was passed to prevent from happening? What do you mean you're going to give the trophy to a man in the women's 200 freestyle? You know, what's the thought process here? Mm-hmm. Um, and he tried some different excuses, but ultimately, and I actually appreciate his honesty because he said, Riley, and he looked sad. I could tell he didn't even believe this. His mm-hmm. voice changed. I mean, it was very clear that he did not believe what he was saying, but mm-hmm. he had said, Riley, we have been advised that when photos are being taken, it's crucial that Leah is holding the trophy. Oh uh, you can you can pose with this one, but you have to give yours back. Leah takes the trophy home. You go home empty-handed. End of story. Uh, and so that's ultimately the moment when I knew that if I continued to stay silent, I was just as bad as the people who were enforcing this and who created these policies. That on top of the locker room, which that in and of itself, I mean, a whole separate issue right there, um, being told, I mean, we actually, we weren't even really told. There was no prior acknowledgement that we would be undressing next to this. Again, Goliath of a six foot four, 22 year old man, fully intact with and exposing mm-hmm. male parts. Oh um, all the while he's still sexually active with women. He's dating a woman. I mean, it was like the biggest like prank like oh, ever that we were forced to participate in on top of the silencing from our universities. I mean, it was just kind of thing after thing after thing, but it took me being directly impacted to kind of had my eyes opened in the way that they they were. So that's kind of, I know that was a long answer, but no. that's really the short of it. What you do, are doing is so brave to me. I'm, I'm a mother and I'm, I'm raising female athletes. My oldest daughter, MJ, she is a soccer player and she's a freshman and she is going to be in the Olympics someday. She is exceptionally talented um, varsity starter as a freshman. Um, so we lived in Massachusetts and moved to uh, Florida. Um, you know, there were a lot of different reasons, but one of those was she was on co-ed soccer um, and in middle school. And there were boys that towered over her, and I just knew that this was going to continue on into high school if we stayed in Massachusetts for sure and that she was going to miss out on all of these opportunities. Um, so living in Florida, there are rules against boys playing with girls and I'm thankful, I'm grateful for one, for women like you who speak out against this and for two, she's not going to have any of these opportunities taken from her as long as she's in high school in Florida because it's just like if that, like I don't even know what I'd do. I'd, God bless your parents. <laughs> like that. That's just. Oh my gosh, it makes my skin. Well, cold. no, definitely. And and I can tell you, you know, my dad. Both my parents were athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a family of athletes. All my uncles played uh, in the NFL and won Super Bowls, and and my dad played. And so uh, they're all. I mean, my dad. He's a he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And so when I called him uh, and told him. Dad, we just had a man in our locker room. Oh he, he, he told me, he said, Riley, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to handle this myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which I, I mean, I can tell you how that would have ended and that would be with, <laughs> him, uh, that would be with him in jail. Yep. And so I, 
told him, like, I'm like, Dad, we already have one man in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need two, and <laughs> I don't want you to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So I, I've got this. But but that's you're exactly right. In Massachusetts, oh, my gosh, they have this, this law. Um, it's called an Equal Play Law. Mm-hmm. The Equal Play Act, actually, is what it's called. And it would prevent, well, I guess any sport where they don't have um, – a corresponding men's team to the women's team, Mm -hmm. they allow those men to play with the women. And so just a few weeks back, we saw in field hockey Mm -hmm. uh, where they allow men, not even, not even, these aren't even trans identifying Mm -hmm. people. These are, I mean, this is a man who identifies and is a man, man. but he, um, he shot a ball at a girl's face and she had knocked out, it knocked out all of her teeth. Uh, She had to undergo dental surgeries and facial reconstructions and even still, uh, she's dealing with the the effects of this months later. So yeah, Massachusetts, and I mean, majority of these blue states. That's that's the approach they're taking. It's it's demoralizing, you know, because men like your father, you know, my father, like they have a biological instinct to protect their wives and their daughters and other women, and it's almost like they have to be forced to 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 not not do. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do this. It's it's very demoralizing. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, And so, you know, you think of, you know, how did we get here? Mm -hmm. And where are the men now? You know, we hear all the time, where are the feminists? Mm -hmm. Which, don't even get me started on that. And it's such a valid point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think... The question we should be asking just as often as we ask where are the feminists is we should be asking where are the men, yes. <laughs> where are the strong men. And so I think it's, you know, we have to, as a, the feminist movement that ultimately emasculated men, uh, we told them for so long, you know, no uterus, no opinion. We don't need you in issues that affect <laughs> us. And so is that why, you know, they're kind of stepping back now saying, hey, this is this is a women's issue. You know, we don't have women identifying as men coming into our sports mm-hmm. or our prisons or our fraternities or our bathrooms. So, you know, deal with it just like you want it. Um, but any, there's a, a saying, and I think it's incredibly telling, and it's been very evident throughout history, not just in our civilization, but, but any civilization. Um, and the rise and fall of these civilizations is hard times create strong men. Mm-hmm. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. What do you think we are right now? We are in the part where the weak men have created hard times. (laughs) Which we can only hope that these hard times garner strong men again. I think the last time we had a society full of strong men was in the 1940s. Yep, uh, The self-proclaimed greatest generation. But Mm -hmm. it's it's true. You know, you think about these were men who were actively lying about their age, Mm -hmm. saying they were older than what they really were so they could enlist and fight for this country. Mm -hmm. That would not happen (laughs) in today's world. I know. We're we're starting to see it sort of rise up, you know, when it's coming to, like, say, the border situation. We see all these governors in all these states, like, no, we're going to stand with Texas. And it's almost like a sense of national pride in, in like, a state's rights level. And that's, that's hopeful to me, you know. It's hopeful that I live in Florida and there are... 
are, there are laws that protect my daughter. There are these parental rights laws, you know, and we see other states, weaker states, that are countering them with trans refuge laws, which, you know, kidnap your child legally and uh, give them sex changes, which is just horrific. But we're seeing more people speak out now than we've ever seen um, since this whole thing started. So, I mean, there is reason. Thank God for hope. I, I would hope so. No, I certainly agree. I think um, we've kind of reached this precipice where um, the Democratic Party, I mean, I would argue that every single at the federal level, at the state level in many states, what we're seeing is our elected officials who are Democrats mm-hmm. are radical, so radical, more radical than than um, their constituents. And that's that's become evident, but that's what it takes sometimes, you know, the pendulum. Mm-hmm. It has swung too far, but people are realizing that. So um, I I think, you know, that's why we have all these alternative companies, too, coming out, which is great. You know, you have things like Patriot Mobile Mm -hmm. or Yakum Apparel or Nimi Skincare or or these alternatives to um, what we're now realizing. These organizations and corporations, gosh, corporate America Mm -hmm. has just um, I mean, these companies have taken political stances. I'm like. Hershey's, what are you doing? You're a chocolate company. Just make chocolate. Like, why do you have to involve yourself in this? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but people are realizing that. And I think the tide is starting to turn. I really do. Absolutely. And you know, there's Public Square, too, which it's it's essentially like an Amazon or like a catch-all of everything, but it's all like, like uh, conservative-leaning values companies. And if they find something... That isn't like, for instance, okay, diapers, okay, they, they, they needed a diaper company and all the diaper companies are like pro-choice, which seems really stupid for, 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 <laughs> for keeping your business afloat, but they were. So what Public Square went and did is they created their own diaper company that was, that was pro-life. And, and so we have companies like that and we're seeing that, you know, rise up and just... I, I have so much, I have more hope now than I've had in a, in a long time. And so I'm very grateful for that. So it's not always easy for you to speak, the, the, for anybody to like speak this truth, especially against the gender cult, which, you know, let's face it, is full of these angry, violent, mentally ill and narcissistic males. So what was one of your more terrifying experiences that you've had to face while, while b- battling this? Gosh, I could, I mean, I've been spit on, I've had drinks poured on me, I've had glass bottles thrown at me, of course, I've been called some of the most Mm -hmm. obscene, profane things you could possibly imagine, Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people show up at my house, I've had drones flying about, I mean, just crazy stuff, I've had people stake out inside of my, outside of my hotel rooms before, they find out where I'm staying, and they'll, they'll stake out, Um, but I think the the scariest and probably in terms of I guess the protests that I've received again for simply saying men and women are different let that sink in that's Mm -hmm. what my argument here is it's not even really actually an argument that's what my my statement here is um I have it was actually at San Francisco State University Mm -hmm. uh which has been a big push of mine to speak on these college campuses and um what I've realized is a lot of these college age students i mean people my age gen zers i think they're really like hungry for the truth but they're just not getting it from yeah. social media from their universities or from their universities um and so i went to san francisco state which i knew would be a little bit of a different climate okay mm-hmm. i'm from tennessee 
I, I knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did not know is just how different. I mean, these people, I mean, I was met with total ambush. And mm-hmm. so I was speaking to, to a classroom full of students and community members. Uh, and as soon as I concluded my speech, uh, these protesters, hundreds of them, uh, they rush into the room and they turn off the lights and they they storm me at the front of the room. Um, and I'm being punched, I'm being hit, I'm being jostled. I'm, I'm so confused really because it all happened so quick and it was disorienting because you had these men who were wearing dresses, um, but also like like women with beards. It was the weirdest thing ever, and so I was so confused. Um, ultimately, these protesters, they ended up holding me for ransom for four hours, mm-hmm. uh, where they demanded that if I wanted to make it home to see my family safely again, I had to pay them money. Oh uh, all the while, keep in mind, San Francisco, so where are the police? Uh, they're being held for ransom with me, <laughs> and I'm looking at the police, I'm like, you know, can't you, can't you do something? I'm pretty sure we're being held against our will. I'm pretty sure we call that kidnapping. I'm about mm-hmm. to miss my flight. Like, can't you do something? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, no, uh, we actually can't do anything. We are, they said this, they said, we are not allowed to be seen as anything other than an ally to that community or we'll lose our jobs. Mm-hmm. But the same community who's on the outside of the door, uh, where they barricaded us, who were calling them racist pigs for protecting a white girl like me. That's who <laughs> they chose to side with. Um, so that was pretty terrifying. The next day, the um, vice president of, or I think the, yeah, the vice president of student affairs or something, Dr. Jamila Moore, mm-hmm. uh, sent out a, a university-wide email that went to all students and staff And in this email, it said, we are so proud of our brave students for handling Riley Gaines in the manner that they did. We know how deeply traumatic her presence can be. So take a day off of school. Here's some counseling resources. Uh, We see you. We hear you. We love you. That kind of thing. Oh, my God. How did you end up getting freed? So after um, the dean of students ended up showing up, Uh um, they were negotiating on what the price was to let me go. Uh, The (laughs) dean of students was able to negotiate with them $10 each, which I'm kind of pissed about because I think I'm worth more than $10. I got a story for you after that. Yep, keep going. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's, but anyways, the city of San Francisco Police Department, uh, it was just the campus police who was there initially. Uh, but the city of San Francisco Police Department showed up. Um, I, I think about 40 officers or so had to form like a diamond around me where ultimately we pushed our way out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty scary. I'm glad that you're okay. Um, do you know why John Hancock signed his name so large at the bottom of the Declaration of Independence? It's so they wouldn't have to have like a spectacle to look at it, right? Yep, so that's what he said. Do you know why though? Because the king had put a ransom on his head that he was insulted by. Oh my gosh. You are you have that John Hancock energy and I love it. That is so funny. Yeah. Um but it is these people like they want so badly to scare you. I mean the mm-hmm. tactics the ta- tactics that they use it's nothing to actually dissuade and it took me a while to realize this because mm-hmm. at first I mean it worked I kind of when I first began speaking out um I adhered to the pronoun nonsense. I thought that was the kind and respectful thing to do, and I was scared to not. You know, I thought if I compromised, if I gave them a little bit, they would understand my perspective. 
but that was such a naive thing to think. Uh, that's not how, how they work. They want what they want full stop or it's not good enough. Um, but they resort to to violence yeah. and to name calling. And it, it took me a while, but I, I realized ultimately that we call each other names in like second grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't hurt my feelings uh-huh. to be called transphobic. It really doesn't. Or a domestic terrorist or fascist <laughs> or whatever other word derogatory word they want to throw my way um it just doesn't hurt my feelings and once you realize you know it's something that we have to unlearn as women too to a point where we we we're taught to care what other people think and to kind of make ourselves accessible and and all of that but once you realize and you unlearn caring about name calling there is so much power there is so much power that we have when we don't care what people say about us and that's that's just so important to know. So many ladies in the space. It's something you might have to unlearn. Oh, really? Like just unlearn it. it you're just gonna be all in your femininity and all in your power once you unlearn that. Totally. I have grown in terms of just my confidence uh-huh. um, and and my security and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're right. I think it is a very natural instinct um, characteristic for women to to want to be empathetic. I mean, what a beautiful trait empathy really is. Really? Um, when it's used appropriately mm-hmm. and in moderation. Um, and, and that's that's what makes us great mothers exactly. and, and wives and sisters and daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, learning how to ultimately stand up for myself and call out an injustice when I see it, I have grown uh, just tremendously personally within my own personal growth, my spiritual growth, yeah. uh, leaning on the Lord. Like, I just really, I really feel like um, I've skyrocketed in my confidence. So yeah, you're totally. on you're on a mission that's that's greater than us. That's for sure. That's very apparent. And there are bad actors who will take that empathy, that beautiful empathy that we have, and they will exploit it. They will exploit it and abuse it and hold it against us and use it as guilt. And this is what weak men do. And weak men also go into women's spaces. So it's definitely a trial and a challenge that you have to face doing what you're doing. To also have people work to exploit your empathy because we always want to be empathetic but not to a point where it is used against us okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Totally, totally agree. So let's uh, talk about your center. So you now work for the leading women's organization making real and lasting change, legally defining women, protecting Title IX. Um, in defending women's right to single-sex spaces and equal opportunities. Can you tell us about the Riley Gaines Center? Yeah, yeah. So I um, really this is something that I wish I had when I kind of was in this position and began to speak out um, because I didn't feel, of course, I felt, I felt a ton of support amongst my team and my coaches and, and my family and, and privately, uh, but taking that that public stance, everyone told me, "Oh no, don't do that." You know, mm-hmm. uh, you'll really hurt your career. You'll hurt your your um, relationships with you know people around you. You you really don't want to do that, Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I knew I did. I I felt guilty if I didn't really. And so what the center does, 
um, it's a training program. And so we train and empower and embolden and provide resources Mm -hmm. to leaders, whether that's uh, campus leaders, uh, community leaders, uh, national leaders, school board leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, I am this spring, I'm speaking, uh, I think, to 25 different college campuses and every college campus I go to, um, I, I find and gather uh, groups of students to train uh, because that's, I think, what we need to see in our generation. So that's been a big push of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, also working alongside Independent Women's Forum to, mm-hmm. you mentioned kind of the legislative front of this. Uh, we just saw a big win in Ohio this week yes. uh, where the the uh, state senate was able to uh, it was the last step in overriding governor dewine a republican governor mm-hmm. um overriding his veto of hb 68 which would the safe act which would um prevent men from competing in women's sports and would prevent doctors from chemically and surgically castrating minors oh uh, so that was a huge win mm-hmm. um but i do i do a lot of Um, testifying on the ground, uh, legislative pushes. So a big bill that I have been working on last year and, of course, this next year is called the Women's Bill of Rights. And I can't even believe it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But what this is is a bill that codifies and defines the word woman. Um, We have – I never would have imagined this could even – be necessary but i mean we have a sitting supreme court justice who can't even define what a woman is because she claims she's not a biologist which is just the stupidest thing ever Mm -hmm. and kelly j keen says it best Mm -hmm. um and she says it's so funny she said i'm not a veterinarian but i know what a dog is i just think that's so perfect and so true um but anyways so i'm um four states have passed that uh kansas tennessee oklahoma and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to West Virginia on Monday to meet with the governor to to advance this in West Virginia. So so there's a lot of work being done on the ground, which I think is what we need yes. more of as conservatives. What the left does so well, um, and really what we could we could take a page from their book on this is they they have activists. Yes. And I think activist has this like super negative connotation, and we think of people with blue hair who are screeching. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm proudly an activist, mm-hmm. and I will. So I think we need more um, conservative, or really just, just I guess people fighting on the ground for the right thing. Yes, and we got to take that word activist back for sure. I want to jump totally. back to something that you had said. You'd mentioned that when when you were being attacked on that campus, when people call you evil, they give themselves permission to do evil things to you. And this is something very important to recognize. That word is often weaponized, whether it's demon or evil or whatever, but it, it's them giving themselves permission to say, okay, well, I need to be righteous now because this is evil. And it's, it's, it's just very important to understand what's happening when that word is said and what the intention behind it is. So I yeah. just, I'd made a note of that. I just wanted to, you know, reiterate how no, I, I totally agree. And mm-hmm. and I I tell you, like in that moment when these people like began attacking me, mm-hmm. the first thing I did, I mean I could I just looking in their eyes, it's kind of like this surreal, like I mean they looked soulless. Yes. And and that's not to say like I mean they these people looked miserable. They looked sad. And so the first thing I did was pray for them. Yes. <laughs> like before anything. 
Um, but you're exactly, I think you're exactly right, but it shows you, I don't think these people, all of them, of course there are, are some, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think all these people have bad intentions. Mm-hmm. I think they've totally been deceived mm-hmm. and they've been manipulated and they've been lied to and they've had these delusions entirely affirmed, mm-hmm. which is, that's the root of the problem, right? Is, yeah. you know, I think when people do call this, the gender ideology movement evil, we're not calling the people evil, mm-hmm. but deception, that the is evil. Yeah. And lying, that's, that's an, that is uh, mm-hmm. the definition of evil. So I, I agree entirely. They justify their actions by saying it's for a righteous cause. Yes, exactly. Is there a way that anybody can get involved with or help the Riley Gaines Center? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, uh, well, first of all, um, college age kids mm-hmm. um, I would love to to train you in any capacity if, if that's um, you know something that can be done can be had um, would love that I think parents on the space and parents listening mm-hmm. uh, what parents can do first and foremost is be willing to defend their daughters mm-hmm. uh, we have seen a lack of account I mean there's a lot of fingers to point and a lot of a lot of people, I think, to blame for ultimately how we got here. Um, Looking at, you know, what we went through, do you blame the NCAA? Do you blame the coaches? I mean, there were so many hoops and hurdles to get to where we did, Mm -hmm. but it passed through all of them. So parents need to be willing to defend their daughters. Um, And at that, they need to be able to teach their sons how to be strong men, how Mm -hmm. to be masculine men, because we need those um, men who are, are willing to protect and provide their biblical role um and so i I think that's what parents can do um getting involved any way you can i know it's it's pretty cliche to say that but like running for school board Mm -hmm. or even if it's as simple as if you're a college student i was there i know how scary it is to write that paper and actually say what you want to say because you think you might get a bad grade Mm -hmm. but do it um and if you do happen to get a bad grade i'm not going to say the risk and the threats aren't real um, but I, I, I think it's, yeah, just necessary. The sacrifices, I think we've reached a point where they have to be had. Yes. Um, and I think it goes back to not caring about the labels again, especially for young men, uh, who are told that they are toxic, that being a man is, is bad in some way and that they have to be sensitive and that they have to cry. And, you know, men have these feelings too, that's sure, but they don't need to lead with them. And I think that that, that goes back to to just not not caring, having the power to not care about the labels. Uh, so that goes for men, that goes for women, because once you take away that power they have over you to name call you, they have no more power. And I think they're realizing that, yeah. which is yeah. why they then resort to like these men punching me in dresses, which fortunately exactly. for me, their punches don't actually hurt that bad. Oh no, there's no <laughs> testosterone there. Very weak men. Would you like to take some questions from our audience? I would love to. Wonderful. Okay. So if you have a question for Riley or a question for me, you can go ahead and request to be a speaker down there at the bottom, and I will make you one. And then when you're ready to ask your question, you hit that little heart with the plus sign, and all the way off to the right is a hand. Now, I do want one disclaimer. You do have two calendar models in here, but we're not talking about that today, okay? (laughs) We're talking solely about the Riley Gaines Center, um, men being men, women being women, all of that, okay? So thank you in advance for respecting that. All right. Oh, I got a ton of questions. Okay, here we go. And Riley, how long do I have you for tonight, just so I know? Uh, Do we want to say 8 o'clock? That sounds good. (laughs) All right. 
All right, beautiful. And remember to respect my guest. If you are disrespectful to my guest, I am a dictator in my spaces and I will kick you out so fast your head will spin. All right, beautiful. Okay, let's see here. Cindy, go ahead. Unmute yourself. Hi. Hi. It's great to talk to you. Um, I am uh, one of the founders of the Red King Collective. Um, and I would just like to say that, Miss um, Gaines, you are awesome. Um, very, 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 and I'm also from Kentucky, so just saying. Um, I love it. Wonderful, wonderful things that you're doing. We're trying to follow your lead. Uh, we've, we're doing some great things with the Red Pink Collective. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, I actually watched where you um, did your, where you appeared and you, you shed your tears, and I, I felt your, your pain. I did. I felt it. I've been where you are. Um, of course, I'm a lot older, but back in those days, you know, women didn't play football. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand. And I commend you for what you're doing, ma'am. I do. I am so proud. Well, that makes my day. Uh, and that's very sweet. And uh, just to hear you, it's it's funny to, to hear someone say, you know, we're following your lead, which is just crazy. I, I mean, I... Just, I'm sure as you, I, I never could have imagined that this would need to be, this would be a lead that had to be followed. I mean, it's crazy, but I thank you for what you're doing. Uh, what's your website so people can check check it out it if you is, have one? It is www.theredtankcollective.org. Perfect. Cool. Hey, Cindy, I'll look it up. Yeah, Cindy, do you want to drop that in the comments down there of the uh, bottom right corner purple and drop that in the comments uh, so people can go search your work? And thank you for letting me speak. I'll drop that in the corner. Beautiful. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, let me see. The Patriots Prayer with Eddie Smith. Go ahead. Thank you, guys. I uh, really appreciate you bringing me up. Hello, Riley. Um, we're fighting the same fight. I followed your your fight from day one. I saw what took place in San Francisco and what it does for me is it highlights the fact that people are not willing to make the sacrifice to do what's right those police officers that you talked about that were there and i highlighted it on my podcast uh you're right they 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 essentially said you couldn't leave without you paying a ransom but yet every one of those people are walking around free and the issue is exacerbated by those same people in authority basically pouring gasoline on the fire and standing with those violent people who held you captive we need to start holding these people accountable and as far as the mutilations and the uh and the and the puberty blockers and that sort of thing we need to take away the federal incentives uh for the hospitals and the medical community to actually do this type of work and let's not forget Uh, Assembly Bill 665 and many others like it, state-sponsored kidnapping bills Mm -hmm. to take, they allow people to take a child from one state to another, protect the kidnapper, and without the parent's permission, start transing their son or daughter. These may be issues that may be legal. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, you cut out. Are you there, Eddie? Um, they, okay, there yeah, you go. You're back now. Yeah, sorry about that. That's yeah, okay. so these may be issues that the law says uh, are legal, but many people like me are not afraid to say very openly, who cares? Mm-hmm. If you're coming after my family, um, I'm, I'm going to protect it. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to do what's right. I'll lose my job. We need people today to be those types of heroes, just like you stepping out. You knew you were going to get criticism. You, you're, the people in your circle told you these things. Where are the people today willing to take the sacrifice? Why weren't the cops willing to lose their jobs to protect you and stand up and do what's right? There's, therein lies the problem. We're not, in certain areas, I guess, not the land of the free, home of the brave that mm-hmm. we used to be. You're in the trenches and you're seeing this. What is your feeling about that on a broader sense of the United States as a whole? Are you seeing more people willing to step out, sacrifice and do what's right regardless of the consequence? Well, I think we're definitely getting there. It's a very, it's been a very slow kind of process, but I'll tell you, like we have people like Sage Steele who has been absolutely incredible from the the rocky depth of ESPN who's owned by Disney, which is just like, I mean, she has is someone who's totally inspired me. Uh, we have a lot of people who are getting there, but you're absolutely right. Um, our leadership in this country, of course, in the Biden administration, um, but again, within the NCAA, within academia, um, it's been kind of fun to watch all of that be dismantled. Uh, over the last month and a half or so when they came in hard on uh, Harvard and UPenn and MIT. There's a lot more exposing to do there, but our leaders in academia, um, the medical profession, uh, of course, corporate America, even in churches, we're seeing our leaders fail us. Mm-hmm. And they are. They have essentially enabled this. Um, you're, you're right. You're exactly right. I, and, and just, uh, I, I did an expose on the UMC or the United Methodist Church for exactly the same thing, DEI in the church. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I did that and I got the whole thing on camera. I would love to have you on my podcast. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. I sent you a DM if you have the time. I'll check it. I'll check it, of Uh, course. uh, Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Tim Sharp, go ahead. Hey, Riley, fellow Tennessean here. Hope you're doing well tonight. (laughs) I love it. I can hear the accent. All right, so, you know, obviously I followed your career while you were at Kentucky, and I know that you trained your entire life to be an athlete, an elite, world-class athlete. You didn't choose to be an activist. Activism kind of chose you. So do you ever wake up and think, how did I get here? <laughs> Every day. I um, I was, I had graduated, and I had accepted my, I put my deposit down, I accepted my seat into dental school mm-hmm. uh, to be a dentist. Uh, with I was set to specialize in endodontics which is root canals. Uh, so I, I now look at what I'm doing and it's hard because like you said, being an athlete, like you set goals and you achieve those goals. And so I was really struggling internally. I felt like I'd set this goal to be a dentist and I just wasn't achieving it. 
And so I kind of justify God's calling now by saying I'm still working on getting to the root of the problem coming out of people's mouth, mouth mm-hmm. just to make myself feel better. <laughs> it's a different type of root canal that you're giving these people. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Pija, go ahead. Hi, thank you so much for being here and for hosting the space. I just had a question for you. First, I wanted you, I don't know if you know this, um, women across the world are from all different walks of life, from all different belief systems, stand behind you. Mm -hmm. And because we're women, the rest of it's just nonsense, right, at this point, because our very existence is being wiped out. Um, I just had a question for you. I watched the video of when you dropped off the paperwork to the NCAA right. and the lack of eye contact. Did anyone make eye contact with you at all? And then the other part of my question is, why do you think more prominent women on both sides of the aisle are not speaking up over what's going on? And thanks again for standing up for us. I mean, really, thank you. Well, and thanks for the space, Josie. Yeah, absolutely. That is so sweet. Um, and to the eye, co- eye contact point, uh, there was <laughs> there was no eye contact, which again just cracks me up because I'm like, I, I mean, I it's kind of like humbling. They think I'm so scary. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm actually like a pretty. I don't think I'm a scary person. Um, but no, there was no eye contact. Uh, Charlie Baker, which is the president of the NCAA. Uh, he has ignored me and us. There's been a group of us who it, he has just ignored entirely. And I'm talking letter after letter and email after email. And he's testified before Congress many times. And he said, you know, well, I don't know if I've ever responded to her or, you know, I don't really know what the policies are right now. Let me get back to you in writing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually, we are set to meet um, in the next in, in the next few weeks. So Hopefully there's some good updates there. Um, but uh, to your, your question of, you know, why aren't more prominent figures speaking out? Um, we have people like Martina Navratilova, who's been awesome. Um, but, but really bar that, uh, there have been very few. Sharon Davies, she's been great. She's an Olympic swimmer. Nancy Hogshead, she's been great. But, but really it's, I mean, you look at this, people who who wouldn't have had the opportunities that they had and the success that they had without the women's category, and they're totally silent. Um, Speaking just to this LPGA uh, golfing scenario that's been going on recently, uh, what these girls have been messaging me, uh, they feel the exact same way that that we are sharing here, but they say, you know, I, I have sponsorships and I have endorsements, uh, I, I can't do anything. This is my income. This is my livelihood. You know, my family depends on it. I have, I have kids to feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that breaks my heart, which is why I have now offered and pledged that any woman who concedes a match, I will personally pay uh, whatever the prize money is that these women are losing out on because we have to incentivize. I mean, it's terrible, but we, we have to incentivize doing the right thing. And so there's been tons of other people who have now said, hey, I, I, I would do the same thing. Uh, and I think, you know, if we had to open this up to crowdfunding, I, I think people would happily contribute. Um, and again, just very briefly speaking to my experience, uh, we were told at my university, first of all, we had to go to training to learn how to use she, her pronouns, which cracked me up as a <laughs> 21-year-old senior in college. They sat us all down in the room 
and made us go around answering these fake interview questions and we had to answer them to their standard or else we had to redo it mm-hmm. uh, learning how to use these pronouns crazy uh, but we were told specifically you know if you do speak out you will never get a job because mm-hmm. your employer will look up your, your name and know that you're a transphobe mm-hmm. and they told us um, they sat me down and said Riley remember you signed a scholarship and when you signed that letter of intent you gave away your rights to speak in your own personal capacity. You're speaking for us. You represent us. Remember whose name you wear across your chest and across your cap because it's not your own. It's your universities, and we have already taken your stance for you. So, again, back to kind of the fear that they were instilling in us, Thomas's teammates in particular, these girls, when they initially felt uncomfortable about being in a locker room with Thomas, Again, a six foot four man exposing his man parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 of these girls sent a letter to their administration with their parents on the email saying, we feel uncomfortable in the locker room. And you pin, I swear I have a screenshot of the email. Mm-hmm. You pin responded back with, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here are some counseling resources that you should seek in an attempt to re-educate yourselves. Oh my God. So, and that, that is rampant <laughs> across mm-hmm. this country. That is not limited to, to just myself and what we experience. And so um, that is why people are so fearful. Um, yeah, yeah. I could go on and on about this, this topic in particular of just the silencing methods they mm-hmm. use. Um, yeah. Going back to what you said before about, the end, about um, them making eye contact, they're, you're not intimidating they are intimidated. And this is something we, we really need to understand as, as women. I'm prominent too in places and it's, it's not us, it's them. It's a weakness, so. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Uh, two genders, one truth. Go ahead. Hey, Riley. Um, hey, Red. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having this space. Um, yeah, I actually, this is like a perfect segue because my question was kind of about the program that Riley is kind of doing for women that, um, or girls that stand up. I am being um, you know. I'm sorry, uh, what? They appear to have dropped to listener. Okay. All right, you can keep going. Sorry, two genders. Uh, oh, no problem. Yeah, so it was just about the fear And then, um, like, a. I do. Um. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. They might not be able to hear somebody speaking right now. That happens sometimes. Oh. Uh, okay. Hello? Can Nay, you hear me now? Uh, Nay, I haven't called on you yet. Okay. Two genders. Keep going. Okay, yeah, so um, the whole fear thing, and that's going to kind of go into my question, is that um, I always call it like the stock market, you know, where Mm -hmm. if everybody banded together, um, we would all make a ton of money. And it's kind of like the same thing here. If everyone stood up together, then the other side wouldn't be able to get away with what they're getting away with. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a... We have to have like a strategy where we can make people, girls, uh, adults, parents 
feel comfortable to stand up against these things and not fear that they're going to lose their jobs, mm -hmm. um, that they're going to lose a scholarship, uh, prize money, you know, things like that. And so, Riley, my question, you kind of went into it a little bit, but um, I know that you had offered that program or are just saying, hey, I'll help somebody, you know, um, if they don't participate against uh, males. And I'm wondering what you think about maybe if we can kind of crowdfund too for people that may lose scholarships or may need legal help. Obviously that's kind of a, a maybe a, a bigger task, but I'm thinking maybe something like that could be helpful to get other people on board who might be too scared because of what they might lose, you know? I think it's a really great idea. I really do. Uh, I think that's something that, um, needs to be done and to your point about kind of like the 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 legal side of things like what we need to see is litigation um i, I think they're counting on us not doing that <laughs> they're not they, they don't i mean again the ncaa i mean what a powerful entity they are they know a 21 year old college senior isn't going to sue them because i don't have the finances i don't have the time or the resources or the emotional investment even to to pour into that and they know that but that's what that's what needs to happen is we need to start um fighting back and and suing uh, i think i think there's six detransitioners who are suing right now but that that sets the precedent to these doctors it sets the press i know it's a different issue a little bit but but i absolutely think that's can and should be done and i think it would inspire a lot of these girls like hey maybe I mean, there is support there. We'll be just fine if we stand together. So I totally agree there. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Genders One Choice. Um, Murphy's Law, go ahead. Hi, thank you so much for hosting. Sure. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, number one, prior to finding you, Riley, on the space, and this is never a conversation. It's never a conversation that I have with my, with my daughters who are nine and eight and I, I and I literally decided to ask them like hey like what do you think like can a boy be a girl can like what do you think about this and then as that came up somehow I know it sounds it sounds hard to believe right as that was coming up somehow it was like you are in a space so <laughs> it's, it, I know I know it sounds hard to believe and they're not athletic they're not into right this was just sort of like a mom conversation but I wonder and and so we have a couple of things going on in Canada which I know you've seen the bigger <laughs> right the bigger swim thing going on in Canada yeah. and, and I'm not I'm not the expert on that but I, I just want to ask you Riley like at what point because so again I'm this is what I'm saying to my my nine-year-old my eight-year-old just, I'm, I'm asking them a question. Like, what do you think as girls, right? And they're giving me their answer. And so I'm guess, I guess I'm wondering for you, at what point was this sort of starting to resonate with you? That, hey, wait a minute, this was maybe not, like it's, it wasn't kosher, right? Like it wasn't what you right. were told it was. Well, truthfully, um, and I'll tell you, I'm fortunate to have um, two parents who taught me to think independently and who taught me to, to be unwavering in my values. Um, and so I can, I can pretty honestly say like, I never bought into any of, any of the, 
the whole idea that a man can become a woman under any circumstance. I, I, I really never bought into that, but I did at a point, um, I think kind of buy into, you know, we have to be kind, we do have to be respectful. Um, but I realized when I changed, I shouldn't say I changed my mind because I do think we need to be kind and I do think we need to be respectful, but what they're asking for, that's not what kindness is. It's not kind to lie to someone, to anyone. It, it doesn't benefit the person uh, who we're lying to. It doesn't benefit the others around us. That's not. So I, I really had to shift my perspective on on what respect and kindness really were. And inclusion, you know, we hear this word all the time. But every time they use the word inclusion, what I'm realizing is what they really mean is exclusion. Mm-hmm. And in our case, it was exclusion to the very the very athletes, the very female athletes who Title IX was supposed to protect. So once I was able to kind of see that for what it was, I was like, whoa, hold on. This is, I knew this was wrong and I I never really fell for it, but this is really like, they've got this totally twisted. Um, But they do that, they use these kind of virtuous words um, to make it seem, just like Josie said, like they're doing the righteous, just thing. Um, but I'm more curious, you know, what is your, what was your kids' responses? Did they, what did they say back to you? You know what? I will say this to you, Riley. I have girls. Listen, we, my girls are not, I mean, they're, they're not particularly athletic in any way. Like we did the school track. I mean, they're not, you know, we're not doing any sort of like, you know, gymnastics. Like that's, you know, like something where you're doing it 10 times, but 10 times a week. Mm-hmm. They were aware, and it's very interesting. Like I, I, it's very interesting. I, I mean, I'm somebody who's very much sort of. I, I've been, I've been under the turf, and then I removed myself because I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a box as a turf either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you get all sorts of like nasty messages or whatever. And they were, they're just, I mean, we, I never have this conversation with them. I was having this conversation. I was like, well, what do you think? And we watched, we watched the movie Palmer the other day. That's what they referenced. They were like, well, have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. They were like, well, you know, Palmer, like he, he just, you know, he had, he liked to dress as a girl in certain ways. And there were certain things he didn't call himself a girl. Like they're very diplomatic. These are very diplomatic girls. And I'll tell you this though, Riley, if, if as a mother, if as a mother, I can get one thing, one thing out of my children, it'll be that they, they never stifle their voice. I don't care what the rest of it is, right? Don't stifle your don't stifle your voice. Your voice is your your voice is all you have, right? Love it. I love that. Thank you, Murphy's Law. Uh, let me see. In your stream, go ahead. Okay, Riley. How are you? Um, my question is: You get pigeonholed in just this one thing, which is okay, and I'm so glad you're fighting for this. What other strong viewpoints do you got that people wouldn't really know because this is all they know about you? And two, with these centers, do you see them growing or do you want to keep this um, just in-house to yourself? Or what do, you, what do you see with these centers happening? Thank you. That's a very good question, actually. I don't think anyone has ever inquired what else I care about. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, uh, of course which these kind of go hand in hand. 
uh, kind of our, the attack that we're seeing on our First Amendment rights in general, um, freedom of speech. I mean, all of these, these things, like I said, they, they do go hand in hand. So that's kind of been... David, we can go the fuck home. um that's been pretty no no you're totally fine i agree go home um that's been a something i care a lot about um i am a gun owner um i hunt i'm very i'm a very avid hunter i just got back from an elk hunt in colorado um and so that is something i care about uh now uh i guess uh what's been in the news recently and matters to me especially um given the fact that my husband is an alien and he is not from america um is what's going on at the border uh so my husband and i we've been married for a year and a half over a year and a half probably 20 months now uh and 20 months into our marriage he still doesn't have his green card which uh makes things a hassle it makes traveling a hassle it makes him working and and having a job a hassle um and so that's been i guess particularly frustrating for me and our family is you know you have people who can just walk across and be handed uh citizenship yet my husband who's done things the right and ethical way uh, and contributes to society and is an amazing person uh he's still struggling so i guess those are things um of recently uh, that have gotten, I guess, that have been in the news, uh, those are things that I care about too. Do you ever see yourself getting into any type of political career? You know, I can't imagine who would voluntarily do that to themselves. 100%. I think you have to be like some type of like, <laughs> psychotic being to like actually go into politics. And I've, I've really had my eyes open to um, just how much of a game politics really is on both sides. I think both sides are, are, and we just saw the video of Carrie Lake and Mm -hmm. and someone, I mean, a conservative um, bribe. I mean, it's just very, it's very slimy. And I I knew that, but man, seeing it up close and personal, like I'm like, whoa, I don't, I I don't think I would want to subject myself to this. And that's not to rule it out entirely eventually, but I don't think right now Mm -hmm. that's for me. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I want to be respectful of your time, Riley. It just turned 8 o'clock. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Um, you're one of my favorite people to interview, so I'm glad I got the, the opportunity again. Well, I'm so grateful for you. Um, I think uh, there's a lot to learn. I mean, I'm sure we could sit here for hours and just talk about the different the different pieces of, of the pie here. No yes. pun intended. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. But, yeah, I'm very grateful for you. Um, and thank you to all the people who, who listened and asked questions. Um, maybe we can do this again sometime. Yes, I'd love that. Um, where can people find you? How can they support your work? Uh, well, you can follow me here on X. Mm-hmm. Um, my username is Riley underscore Gaines underscore. Um, I had to add that extra underscore in at the end. Uh, pre-Elon Musk when my account Riley underscore Gaines got deleted. <laughs> so... Um, that's probably the best way, I guess, to keep up uh, with with what's going on. Oh, wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you again to all of my speakers. Um, I, I do these spaces three days a week, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and I just love doing them, love the cool people I get to interview. And uh, if you want Hi. to... 
if you want to become a member at TimCast.com, you can actually see all of my reactions. We film half of this and put them up on the website. Otherwise, everybody have a good night. You can hop on over to TimCast IRL tonight and uh, follow along there. Uh, everybody take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.